The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. Like I said to you on the phone in front of my daughter's, the kind of moustache that leaves a rash that you're happy to have. And Michael Lucas. You, sir, press secretary, are delusional. <laughs> this is Emsolation. What a cute clip. Kiss. <gasps> I know. Oh my God. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, award-winning screenwriter, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every week. Hello, how are you? Look, a lot's been going down in the M. Rossiano universe, I have to tell you. First of all, we've announced our live show at the Enmore Theatre, December 3, New South Wales M. Salators, ACT M. Salators, Victorian L, all M. Salators if you want to make the trip. Please do come and see us. Michael and I on stage talking about the year that was. Please feel free to come alone as well. My dad's going to be there. Michael and I chat a bit more about that in the show, but all the links will be emailed to you. Half sold already, so get on board. I do love that. I love how fast you come out of the gates. There is a lot. Today, look, I'm mostly excited about Taylor Swift's new relationship with that footballer who looks like Tom Selleck. There's a lot of that. There's so many good for hers. Colin Minogue's in there. Delta Goodrum. We talk about Dan Andrews just quitting, mic dropping, out, 12 hours notice, boom. That's how you quit a job, ladies and gentlemen. Don't drag it out. There's no goodbye parties. He's like, I'm quitting. See ya. I respect it. And we also, what was the final thing we spoke about? Oh, I presented at the Senate inquiry <laughs> around ADHD. I gave a speech to the committee who will be receiving recommendations around how we can improve services and take away the barriers for ADHD. So Michael and I discussed my original speech in which he had some very specific feedback around me setting things on fire and perhaps I shouldn't. So it's all there for you. I hope you're well. I know it's, it's a long ep. How long did we go for? 45. Oh, okay. You don't need me banging on. All I do want to say is I would love to see you at the live show. I think that's it. That was all I just wanted to make sure. I know we hadn't really mentioned it. I felt like I hadn't done a hard launch. So consider this show and the multiple mentions of us doing live, um, the hard launch, the Taylor Swift, Travis, Kelsey. We think that's how you say his name. It's not really relevant though. But um, this is our hard launch of the live. Okay, get ready. Strap in. Play the music.
M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Michael Lucas, straight into it. There's so many... Good for her. ...this week. Really? I have lots. Yeah. Before we get to my favourite topic of discussion, which is Taylor Swift's new romance... Good for her. Yeah. I do want to briefly talk about Kylie Minogue's album Tension. Yeah. Released. You are on board. I love that. Good for her. Yeah. I can't stop listening to it. We Any fear that anyone had that Padam Padam was just a one-off? Nah. Oh, no. She's gone there. Yeah. She's gone full gay, amyl, lube, glittered anus. Hi, gay. Like, <laughs> there is absolutely no question on who her audience is. Like, this is the Mardi Gras soundtrack. Yeah. I honestly saw myself topless. Like topless. I became you were a gay man. No, I saw myself. Oh, okay. I had pecs. Okay. I had right. abs. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was hard bodied. <laughs> I was wearing a loincloth. There was mesh. There were glow sticks. So glow sticks in the eye of my penis spinning in a circle. Oh, wow. Like it was raining down. Like I was Lady Gaga. I was Ariana Grande. It was raining semen. Like it was full gay. Yeah. And like Kylie, like just if you thought Beyonce was a nod to the queer community, oh yeah, Kylie's just gone. Come straight in. <laughs> Show in the back. Yeah, but Beyonce is going to all like the you know the drag balls and everything like oh. that. Whereas Kylie's just going to the most pumped up 100%. club. Oh my god! Go. I respect it. She's she's always had a brilliant self awareness, but this is this is the peak of self awareness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now she's been doing a round of press. She's been doing lots of press. I've been enjoying it. And you've been enjoying. What's been some of your favorite? Well, moments? there's a consistent one, and. And it is that her recent albums have been strongly themed. Yes. Like we had the country album. Mm. I did like that. Yeah, I, I know. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I was a fan yeah. of that. Oh, one. no. I, I think she's real consistent. Totally. I don't think she's never no. let us down. No. She, then she had the disco album Great. again. Great. Mm. But this one, I mean, as you say, it's kind of gay music, but it doesn't really lean into a new genre in the way that we'd expect. It's more like her. But I love, she's gone harder into the genre. In, yeah, into what we would cl- consider to be classic Gay Kylie. anthem. Camp, yeah, camp, sort of. Camp, 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 yeah, camp. but basically, like with the other rounds when she did like the country album and the disco album, like it was very easy for her to talk about why she liked this. And this time people keep asking her, so the reinvention, what, what, what you know, Is where, where did you... No, that's what they say. That's what Waleed Ali said, reinvention, and she's really kind of it flummoxed by it. Ageist. And then she's like, what were, you, what were you going for here? And then she's like, just, you know... Pop that you can <laughs> dance to with a bit of heart. <laughs> As and in every single album I've ever put on offer to you since Fever in yeah. 2001. You know what you've liked about me? More of <laughs> that. that. <laughs> same. Same. Uh, it's, yeah, so I'm seeing it as a natural evolution of fever in 2001, which I was largely disconnected from because I was having a baby. But 2001, fever in the clubs was huge. Oh, I was very connected to it. And you listen to this now and it just feels like fever's grown up. Fever mm. knows who she is. Mm. Fever's like stepping into herself. She's got a groove. Yeah. And I'm here yeah. for it. I might even be in danger of seeing Kylie Minogue live. Whoa. I know. We've discussed this before. Yeah. Because when Padam Padam came out, I said, you know what, I will pay top dollar for Kylie now. I'm ready. I'm mm. ready. Mm. But would you go all the way to Vegas to see that Voltaire Nah. Show? And it's all sold out anyway. It's all sold out. It's funny but also, everywhere. It's, I just, she is prime for the stadiums at the moment because she's, this is capping yeah. such a long mm. legacy. I agree. She's We're hotter ready. than ever. Yep. And yeah. She I agree. She could do it. She could feel it. Uh, everywhere we went in Palm Springs, anytime someone heard... My accent. Yeah. And usually everywhere you go in Palm Springs, this older gay men. They're yeah. like, oh, I've got tickets to Kaylee. Like, yeah. I'm a direct line to her. That's right. Oh, we, we got in so quickly. They really underestimated 
how large a venue she needed. I'm sitting there going, yes. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I'll let her know. <laughs> On my weekly conference call with all the camp Australian icons, I will... Um, I've had contact with Kyla Minogue. <gasps> I know. They asked you, can we talk about oh, this? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, we can't talk I, about no, it. Don't no, talk no, about I've it. I've had a contact with Kyla. No, no, no. I've had contact with Kyla Minogue. I... For that, I needed to get permission to use her image in episode five of the Newsreader. Oh, let's talk about this! Yeah, yes. I was so excited. So we found this old footage of Kylie, nineteen eighty-seven, Bogan accent. Insert here. I don't know. It's beyond me. I'm just looking forward to my Christmas break at the moment. Uh, this year's happened very quickly. I would never have guessed in my wildest dreams this would have happened, especially in one year. But um, it has, and I'm very lucky, I guess. And I've just been trying to. Use it to my advantage, I suppose. How's the voice? Uh, amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm just really excited, you know? Like, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. She's so gorgeous so as well. Cute. It's so cute. And so you cute. thought perhaps she wouldn't want that kind of thing out there. I didn't know. I didn't know. No. she's come such a long way I, with it wasn't her that I, Yeah, maybe, but also think if it's a weird thing to pitch to someone, like we're going to recontextualise it mm. and we're going to... Yeah, anyway, so we had to send it to all our management team and we just waited, we waited and then eventually... Um, we got a, like a, an email that said Kylie has approved usage and then there was just a line from her that said, what a cute clip, kiss. <gasps> I know. Oh, my God. I feel like I needed a... Well... But also a... Good for her. Yeah. I love that this was just a short good for her before I got to this week's proper good for her, but there's another mini good for her. Good for her. Delta Goodrum's engaged. Wow. Oh, I'm just so, I'm just so happy. Wait, I can't I remember any of my... Pray tell, because I know you know every detail of this. That, Who is the fiancé? That bitch, his name is Matthew Copley. Now, if you were watching Delta during lockdowns, she would put on these intimate kind of shows in her lounge room with the long-haired mm. musician. Who was, is Matthew, her boyfriend. But, oh, oh, is it him? Yes. The one that looks oh, at her like... Oh, you've been onto this for a thank you. while. Thank you. Indeed, You really sir. have. Thank you, sir. Oh, I remember. This was keeping me warm in lockdown. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and I just remember always saying, find yourself somebody who looks at you the way Delta Goodrum's guitarist looks oh, at her. Oh, absolutely. And also those Christmas specials she did, oh, you could read them in a completely different way. I know. Oh, I love it. I now just need to know who, which camera was on him because I just want the recuts of him watching her That's right. for two hours. That's right. It's the most delicious thing. It's like it's like a, a starving woman looking at a, a, a delicious deep fried some snack. Like he just looks at her like, and I'm just like, Yes, bitch. Yeah, that's right. If anyone deserves that kind of obsessive love. Yeah. It's Taylor Swift. She deserves what? I mean, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's Delta She Goodrum. deserves love too. It's Delta Goodrum, so good for Delta, but segue. Yeah, and wow. My third and final and deep dive. Good for her. Taylor Swift. Tell you what, what a time to be a pretty white pop star. <laughs> They're all coming up trumped, as opposed to the times where it's just terrible. I was going to gonna say. Anyway. <laughs> no, look, come on, the 2000s, it was weird for them. But true, true. They're in control now. Thank God. Uh, Taylor Swift has hard-launched her new relationship with NFL player Travis Kelsey. Good for her. Oh, my God. I love that you say hard launched. It's hard launch. That just makes me think that she's propelled herself across the room she onto has, him. Okay. Essentially. <laughs> so in July, we heard rumours of a footballer trying to get backstage after he'd seen her in the show. But Taylor has a rule because she had 40, has 44 songs to sing per show. Mm. She does not speak before or after her gigs. Okay, yep. But 
we'd heard that this footballer was desperately trying to get backstage to see it. It was turns out it was this Travis Kelsey guy. Now he does a podcast with his brother called uh, let me write it down, New Heights, okay. in which you will hear him discuss trying to get backstage and talk about the friendship bracelet he'd made her with his phone number on it. Wow. Have a listen. Speaking of Taylor Swift, I know you went to the Taylor Swift concert. How was it? Yeah, well, I was disappointed that she doesn't talk before or after her shows because she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her one of the bracelets I made for her. You made her a bracelet? Yeah. If you're up on uh, Taylor Swift concerts, there are friendship bracelets and I received a bunch of them being there, but I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. Not right now. Your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. <laughs> she doesn't meet anybody, or at least she didn't want to meet me, so I took a personal. She probably just hasn't gotten over the Super Bowl yet. She's a big Eagles fan. Maybe she just made something up and just didn't want to talk to you. Damn it. So, anyway, Taylor gets wind that this footballer was trying to get backstage. Obviously, Taylor's then done a little Google image search because yeah. she's not a sport person. That's not going to shock anyone. You know, Taylor yeah. Swift isn't really known for her no. alignment with sport. No, well... Has she even done a halftime show? No, famously. She, said no. she keeps turning them down. Yeah. yeah, her and Pink, they just can't land them. I don't know why. Pink seems an obvious... So obvious. Because she's as athletic as the she sports She says people. she feels like it's just they're judged so harshly and she doesn't feel the need but to put herself up But if anyone could live up to those... Stand- she's been flinging herself across she's stadiums She's been doing before. like a two-and-a-half-hour halftime show. I know, exactly. I'm surprised because she would not let anyone down. Taylor, maybe now. I mean, oh my God. What? Yeah. I can't get ahead of myself. Oh my God. Could she marry him in the halftime time? Oh Could it be the first halftime wedding? If the Chiefs made the NFL playoffs and he's playing mm. and she's the half. Oh my God, it's too much. It's too this much. Is, well, it's, is, it's too much for the Super You should write already. this telly movie for the Hallmark Channel. She's writing it for us. You don't understand. She's, she's writing it for us. So she obviously does a little Google. Now, Travis comes. A little in. Google. And by mean, that M means she hasn't slept dossier. in 72 hours. <laughs> no, I'm talking Taylor. Uh, oh, okay. I'm Taylor now. So Taylor has been told this footballer is trying to get mm-hmm, excited. She's mm-hmm. like, footballer, okay, mm. looked him up. What greets her and what greeted me was a young Tom Selleck. Uh, Mustache for days. Built she, like a was she house. in possession of the knowledge, obviously, that he's a football player? Did she know at this time that he had made her a friendship yes. bracelet? For me, it's the intoxicating combination of those two And facts. his best friend's his I'm mum. I'm intrigued. And he says his best friend is You've his obviously mum. listened to his podcast. I've listened. And do you like him? Yes. <sighs> he's really like left leaning. He has a lot. Like he's he's very his best friend is his mum. He makes he makes friendship bracelets and he attends Taylor Swift concerts that he paid for the tickets for. He like, sounds, dare he, I say, Taylor May. <laughs> 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 terrible, <laughs> terrible. Sorry. Yes. No, I love it. So I just so anyway. So well, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. So she googles him. She googles him. I wanted to talk about how hot he is. Brick shit house with a moustache, Tom Selleck. Like like I said to you on the phone in front of my daughter, is the kind of moustache that leaves a rash mm, that mm, you're happy mm, to have. Mm, mm. And so she's obviously seen this and so somehow they've connected. Somehow. And then... Her over, people called his people. I would say so. Then over the weekend she was seen at the box at his game with the he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And she was wearing his colours, red and white. Yeah. With his mother, Donna... Wow. In the box. Yeah. And he waved to her during the game. Oh, my God. I really hope Donna is played by Uma Thurman in the movie adaptation. She does look like Uma Thurman. I knew it. She does. Mm. They do say you marry your mother. It does Taylor and Donna, very Uh, similar looking individuals. Now, since the game, a handwritten cheat sheet on all of the stats about the Chiefs has been found Taylor's assistants wrote for her. I love this. Taylor, 
accidentally left it behind now, in the Now, I'm intrigued by this. Why do you think she would have deliberately left it behind? Because, first of all, handwritten. Wouldn't yeah. you just text it in the notes? It's If you handwrite something, it's to be left as evidence. She's not going to leave her phone. This but then, no, the problem with that is that then you're looking at your phone. That can be rude. No. no it's, it's, please. It's 2023. No. She, she had her phone in her hand the whole time. It's in the box. Uh, no. Uh, okay. It's going to be weirder if, like, you don't think if Taylor's pulling out paper, like, looking down, you don't think people are going to notice that? It's far less conspicuous if you're just looking at your phone. Okay. I just think, I ha- who, who hand writes four pages of notes? You say holding a yeah, handwritten I'm, page. I'm like old. I have to write stuff down. I can't type it. For some reason, it doesn't feel like it's clearing my brain unless it's from pen okay, to paper. Okay, all I'm right. I'm Ernest Hemingway, goddammit. Okay, it. all right. Okay? So anyway, so that's happened. And so... Uh, just after that game, I want to tell you what's happened to yeah. him. So all the Swifties are onto it, right? They've yeah. seen him waving. Yeah. She's at the game. It's being reported. She's at the box. She's in the colours. After the game, they're seen walking out hand in hand. Actually, not hand in hand, side by side. I don't want to accelerate it further than it already has I been. I think you do, but continue. And then um, ever, ever since, in the 24 hours since he was seen waving at Taylor, he gained 300,000 followers on wow. Instagram. Yeah. His merch sales increased by 400% to make his jersey the fifth highest selling in the whole NFL. Wow. And the Chiefs' viewership went up by 63% in the 18 to 49 female demographic. Wow. (laughs) She has economic power. Mate, and there is now merch. Okay, so the Swifties are gone ham, okay? And I found out a subsection of Swifties called the Galers. The gay Swifties call themselves gaylers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole other subsect of Swifties of gay men who call themselves the gaylers. Well, you'd probably fit into that I category. feel like I'd be a gayler. You'd swim in those waters. <laughs> <laughs> so his number is 87 on mm. the back of his top. Mm-hmm. Her favourite number is 13. 87 plus 13, 100. Okay. It, look, it would have been there's better if, if his number was 89, that would have just been wild. Both born in 1989. Ah. Uh. And in one of her film clips, I don't remember which, there is a football game that takes place mm. and the player's name in the football clip, Travis. Oh, the wow. The is written all over in this. the stars. <laughs> and then they leave the game together mm. like Danny and Sandy at the end of Greece. What, like flying in the car? Red the car actually takes off. The car didn't fly. Okay. But it is a red convertible yep. and she's just sitting next to him in it, top down. Wow. Driving off into the sunset wow. after the game. I mean... Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. I fear for him. I hope that there's a spotting witness protection should something go wrong. That's right. Because. Oh, the force of the Swifties. Oh, my God. I don't think you can overestimate. So then I go into conspiracy land. And well, they will. They, they might have. as well. Okay, yeah. So half of the Swifties feel like this is a cover. She's It's too public. Too she's, perfect. She's kept everything under wraps with Joe and she's become quite secretive about her love life because of the backlash That's around. That's true. She did keep that very secret. Six so years. this is a hard pivot. But, I mean, what other choice does she have, though, with this one? But this is at the box with his mother, leaving handwritten notes, leaving the game together very publicly. Like It all feels, it's such a hard swing the other way. Like, I feel like if it was legit, there would have been some protection of it. Mm. And he's been very public about it. So mm. a lot of Swifties are feeling like it's a cover. She's actually in a serious relationship with someone else and she's using this as like a as, as a bit of a smoke screen and he's oh. on board with it because he just loves that kind of thing. It's a serious relationship with Sophie Turner. <laughs> I mean Good for her. <laughs> Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift together on that girl's what night a out. Moment. I wanna I'm I really want on a t shirt.
I know. It's my Roman Empire. I said that. I, I was know. thinking about my Roman Empire. Like my version of the Roman Empire is Elaine in Seinfeld saying, I don't have a square to spare. And also uh, um, Lisa saying, I am the Lizard Queen in The Simpsons. Is this a, so this is, sorry, this is something, that, I think something that enters your mind times several a times a day. Yeah. Oh, oh, a week, okay. Yeah. I think about The Simpsons. I am the Lizard Queen. Napoleon Dynamite. Tina, come get some ham. And Seinfeld. I don't have a square to spare. I can't spare a square. And John Farnham. And Beyonce. Nick. They're my Roman empires. What are your Roman empires? Yeah, that is a good question. I would say I would say Madonna somehow express yourself. No, I think you no, think it could about, just be anything in the Madonna. No, universe, yeah, but uh, yeah, I feel like you, David Bunder turned eighteen. Did you see that? Did you see Lourdes and Rocco turning up to the Eve Saint Laurent fashion show? No, it was giving brothers being forced to go to family christening. Sister uh. is slaying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh God. Yeah. So what? So would you say what is your Roman Empire? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess it would be her in a general sense. Beyonce's coming up a lot. Like, still. But do you not have like for me? I am the Lizard Queen from The Simpsons. I, that always comes up for me multiple times a week. I think because I, <laughs> you know, on that episode, Lisa's like hopped up on weird. Yeah. yeah. Adrian and I um, have sort of jokes and catchphrases that we repeat constantly on a daily basis. That's not the same as a Roman Empire No, thoughts. I know. It's like touchstones. Yeah, but they are touchstones. Big mistake. So they're imitations Huge. of both our mothers. They're quotes. You come up a lot. <laughs> what am I? What are my quotes? You shitheads. Um, oh, God. Yeah. One of your quotes is, Gate! <laughs> we say that every day, so many days. Because Em would just announce that. So anything that could fall into that category, now it's just like this unspoken understanding that one of us will go, G-A-I, important to know. Yeah, that's right. Really savage and fast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're really happy for Taylor Swift. And oh, I, and you're happy for the amount of content that you, I mean, this is just beginning. I can't wait. I just, but I do genuinely, I hope this man is up to it. Like the, it takes a, str- a certain type of individual to withstand what is about to occur. Oh, and also I just think as someone who makes a podcast with a friend, how are they going to interpret this or not interpret this in the podcast? Can you imagine if, imagine if I started dating Ricky Martin, all right? I can't, I mean, oh my God, I'm going to. You wouldn't that. let me not refer to it. Oh, no, you <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I could say I'm drawing a veil on this. No, no veil. Let's discuss our resigning premiere. <laughs> but what are they going to do? Are you going to are you going to like listen to his podcast just well, for details, or you just rely the Swifties will? They'll feed you anything interesting. And him and his brother, they don't. What do they talk about? He just spoke about how he tried to get in, and he took it hard, and he made the break. It's not a deconstruction. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's about his career. It's about football. I don't know. It's just football stuff. I feel like it will remain that because I think the majority of their listeners don't give a shit about Taylor Swift. Yeah, but let's if they wanted to expand their listenership, woo. I think there is a very careful plan in play at the moment. I think Taylor's leaving Easter eggs all over the place. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's priming for a new song or a new movie. I don't know. Mm. The movie is coming out of her tour, so... All, I, all I'm saying is this is an incredible, <laughs> this is a hard, pub, this is NASA-style launching of a relationship that I have not seen from someone of her. Even Kim Kardashian has private relationships now. I'm amazed. She's entering her football era and I'm enjoying okay. it. The American <laughs> pop star dating the American sports hero. I mean, there's nothing more American. 
Yeah. It's oh, no. Americana. Well, she is Miss Americana. She's Miss Americana. They can self-promote each other. <laughs> she should. That little note she left should have been a handwritten meet me at midnight. Mate, that would have totally. I just hope. The opportunities. I hope she's getting to bang up against that bod and get a rash from that moustache. <laughs> That's all, I mean, that's all I hope for. He that's is your humble, well-meaning hope for Taylor <laughs> delicious. Swift. Delicious. He's delicious. And send her album sales through the roof again like she needs more. And give her emotional support and date someone who is of equal level obviously, of obviously, her. Obviously, obviously, Sure, sure, yeah. that would be a nice silver lining. Someone who's, like, secure within themselves, you know? A bit, like, he's a bit, dare I say, Scott Barrow-ish. He is. He seems, when you hear him talk and when you, when you see the way he moves about the world, he's unbothered. She's dated all these uh, musicians and Englishmen who are like, oh, bought me, oh, I'm a cat. Will you he reveal? Dated, she dated cat men, right? That's this right. This guy definitely has a golden retriever. That's right. This is, my, this is my difference. She's dating her equal in terms of, like, ego. Okay. That's what I feel. Yeah, not feel in terms she, of income, I'll tell you that. No. I feel but she, no one is. Nah. Who's she going to date for equal in Elon Musk? Bezos. That's where the... Yeah. yeah. Ooh, he would. <laughs> Will you reveal how much fan fiction you've written about their relationship and what your pen name is? <laughs> if no, you I, haven't started, it's coming. I haven't written it yet, but I do... I feel like... Oh, you're if, uniquely well... Pre- if you want us... It's got everything you want. Oh, it's so Buff good. men, mustaches, oh, no. southern accents. Oh, God. So good. So good. Oh! Okay. Dan Andrews <laughs> <laughs> has Talk about a hard launch. Dude. Into retirement. You don't understand. I was presenting at the Senate inquiry into mm. ADHD yeah. and services and the barrier to those yeah. services when all of a sudden the room just was, was yeah. a flutter. I'm like, what's going on? And then I sat down after I delivered my evidence and my husband showed me a graphic that said Dan Andrews resigns. I'm like, oh. And I was sitting next to one of the Green Senator's mm. aides and I mm. looked at her and she's like, it's huge. And so I was like, oh, my God. Now, mm. the, look, now I appreciate for listeners in other states, other countries, this will not be a big deal for you. Not a big deal. I'm pretty sure they're all across it, but though. it kind of feels to me like Dad has said, I'm leaving the family. <laughs> Is that evidence of Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> Some would say. And he's just, I'm leaving as of 24 hours. 5pm tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Just would done. that we all could quit like that. Out. Yeah. Totally, completely done and out. Mm. And he got asked in a press conference, what are you going to do on your day off? And he's like, oh, well, that's on Thursday, today. Mm. He goes, I don't know, I've got a pile of books in the corner I'm going to read and <sighs> play a bit of golf. Fuck, I wish he'd said Bidget's a newsreader. That would have <laughs> been really good. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine the adjustment period of oh. going from every second of every day being scheduled into mm. just free fall of free time? Oh, you'd brain would collapse. I think he's prepared for that. Look, I feel like Kath, his wife, who is a fan of insulation. Yeah. I feel like... Hi, Kath. Hi, Kath. <laughs> she loves us. She's always known. Yeah, and I think that she'll have a plan for Dan. Mm. I, from, what I, from what I've noticed of Kath, she's, quite, she's an organised woman. Mm. She's a sensible mm. woman. She's an amazing woman. But I, think, I don't think she's going to allow Dan to twiddle his thumbs for too long. No. I I'm, think she'll have ideas. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. And he'll go into private He's sector. He's pretty young. What is he, 52 or something? Yeah. yeah. He'll go into private sector next year. He'll have the rest of this year off is my tip. Okay. And then he'll go into... Okay, that is interesting. So yeah. you are not seeing a federal move at all? Nah. Nah, he's done. Two, what, two devices? Remember when Steve Brax left and we all thought, we all loved Steve. 
Mm. And do we not love Steve? Am I remembering him wrong? No, he's very handsome. Remember he was hot. Mm. <laughs> no, he was very well liked. Yeah. Last night on the 7.30 report they had, I know it's not called that anymore, 7.30, sorry, they had Ted Bellew, former Liberal mm. leader, and Steve Brax, former Labor Liberal, and they were intercutting them and it was just it was absolutely hilarious. How did, like, Steve, Ted Bellew, how did Steve look? Ste- oh, great, great. tan. Looks really, good. Yeah, silver yeah. fox tan. Love that. Yeah. Facial hair? Yeah, really attractive sort of crinkled look. Yes, Really good. Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. Anyway. No, I'm down for it. Ted Bellew, different story. (laughs) Perfectly perfectly good-looking guy. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like Ted Bellew was like, we cannot even begin to understand the wreckage that our state has been left in. The the, wreckage? The trashing of, well, the debt and the trashing of our reputation. We will never get another major sporting event in this country. And then, and then um, you know, it goes to Steve Brax and he's like just the vision that he has had and the strength <laughs> that he has had. It was just like neither of them was capable of being in any way Objective. in the middle ground. No. Yeah. And that's, that's really interesting because leading up to COVID, Dan was hugely popular and he's being now referred to as one of the most, you know, divisive leaders, divisive leaders of mm. all time. Is it divisive mm. or divisive? I think it can be either. Okay. And that he was polarising. Yes. But up until the pandemic, he was the most, like, everybody loved him, kept his head down mm. and he really paved the way. When he was first elected, he took a large group of reporters to the family farm. His father was very unwell with cancer. Mm. They were having to sell the farm because his father couldn't run it anymore. And the reporters were there seeing it all and he said, this is who I am, this is my family. And from that moment on he had everyone. He was Mm. vulnerable, he told the truth and he was hugely popular. And then all of a sudden COVID hits and he's forced to do you know, numerous things, the measures he put in place, the iron ring, all the things. I mean, Tina Arena has lots to say about it. She does, <laughs> as a woman. Oh, God, as a woman. But I think it's odd that everyone's kind of just forgotten what happened in the six years previous to Yes, well, and also because I remember, like, just day-to-day life in Melbourne, like, the, the insufficient rail network and those friggin' level crossings. Level crossings. Were so annoying. Yeah. Were so annoying. And he, like, for eons, everyone knew that they had to be dealt with and he started to do it. Apparently at enormous debt. But, I mean, what else do you do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. Do you know I met him before he became Premier? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about I it. I love your insights. First Thank Hugh you. Jackman, then Colin Minogue, now Steve Brax. That's I mean, right. Steve Brax. Steve Brax. Haven't met him. I've met his son, Nick. Have you? He had he had an underwear line called Under Brax. Oh, oh, that's branding. Good for her. Tell you what, it's not going to be so easy for helping these his kids with that, is it? Anyway, um... Yeah, so I was researching uh, Party Tricks, six-part miniseries, critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. <laughs> One season. I, I just in. call it a miniseries now, six parts. Which I was in uh, as she was. singing for the right wing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah the thing. voice of white supremacy Terrific. once again. Oh, my God. Anyway, so I was doing lots of research and um, chatting to a lot of, like, chiefs of staff and everything like that at Victorian Parliament House. And mm-hmm. at the time we were in a liberal, under a liberal government. And this guy that I was speaking to was very helpful, was actually, wish I could remember his name, but he was at the time Dan Andrews, like main press secretary. Oh. And then he was saying, and we'd met at a pub and he's, and he was like, oh, look, Dan's over there. You've got to meet that guy. He is absolutely going to be like the leader. Oh. He is the next thing. And, I, and then I remembered, I turned and I looked. And I saw the nerdiest Nerd. looking man, of like nerds. I Nerd town. like like combed hair, I know. strong. Imagine him and Albo living together and the nerddom that went on in that house. He was tall. He had a f- bit of a funny posture. Yeah, Bes- kyphosis we call it, like okay. the Monty Burns posture. Yep, 
Yeah. And then so he was like, Dan, Dan, come over. And it was me and it was Kate Dennis, the director of it. I remember it so vividly. Yeah. Uh, and he was he was holding a beer and then his press secretary said, I just talked you up. I just said that you're going to be the like... Um, the premier. Know, the, the next premier. And he goes, well, I don't know about that. Took a sip of his... <laughs> Thing. And I just remember thinking, you, sir, press secretary, are delusional. <laughs> <laughs> this man, I'm not seeing it wow. at all. You're so wrong. Yeah. Cut to 10 years later, I'm just spending every day in lockdown tuning on and <laughs> seeing his press conferences. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean. Naming him. That wasn't a very good story, but we'll probably oh, leave look, it in. sorry. Did he say anything? No, no. It was, uh. like, it was just, there was nothing. Like, honestly, you know how, like, I know that the story should be, and I knew. It was, it was an absolute upset. Absolutely. <laughs> Whatever no the idea. opposite of In leadership. fact, I actually really made me think fuck, I've done all this research with this press editor. He's clearly no <laughs> idea what is going on. Okay, well, the probable replacement, Jacinta Allen. Our current transport minister. Um, yes, not Jacinda Ardern, alas. No, Jacinta. I mean, Jacinta, fine. We just don't know who she is. She's young, 50. Great. Yeah, youngest female Victorian senator ever. And she's currently the Minister for Transport and Infrastructure, Minister for Suburban Rail Loop. Wasn't she meant to be taking care of the Commonwealth Games too? Possibly. Yeah, and not anymore. Uh, <laughs> she has two children. She's had two husbands. Good for her. <laughs> and she's a member of a prominent Bendigo political family. She studied a Bachelor of Arts at La Trobe like my mum. Yeah. How's that? Beautiful. And um, look. just want to say Emma's referring to a cheat sheet which can now be described as Taylor Swift-esque. Except it's tight. It's tight. <laughs> because Ben did it. Yeah. <laughs> now, we don't know much about Jacinta, I have to tell you, mm. which I think is a mistake because okay. I feel like when they announced her as his deputy last year, that was when the decision was made that he was winding up. I used to think that, but then, I don't know, I just remember, you know who was a deputy that we knew stacks about and we loved? Julia Gillard. Loved her. She was on Sunrise all the time. She was funny. She was charming. She was... Mm. And then I just felt like she got in and then it was... She was so popular getting in and then... And then I, I feel like blank slate. But her own party did her in, not us. No, no, of course. So of I course, feel like... I think it's a mistake. I'm open to a blank slate. Oh, uh, I just feel like... I got a blank page, babe. Back to Taylor. It's all Taylor. Hey, by the way, the third Taylor Swift show that I'm doing went on sale. Uh, the first two sold out in a day. So we've put a third one on. We'll put the info out in the newsletter. Um, sorry. <laughs> so relatively uninterested are we in this potential premiere that we can't even <laughs> discuss her for 30 seconds without breaking into more Taylor Swift promo. Well, I'm wary that not everyone as a Victorian listens to this podcast, but I feel excited. But, oh, sorry. Yeah, go. It's just so interesting that all the leaders that were so prominent during mm-hmm. COVID Gone. Gonskis. McGowan, no matter whether popular, I mean, there's one holding on, Anastasia Pelashay, but let's just say by the skin of her teeth, yes. everyone thought that she was going to be, remember that press conference where she came out because everyone thought she was done for and she's like, oh, there's a lot of people here, aren't there? Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but all the, like Berejiklian, obviously. Gone. Jacinda Ardern, gone. gone. Mm. Yeah. ScoMo. Oh, well. Gone. Trump, gone. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we wish Dan well in his retirement. I'm gonna, I'm gonna real gun hard to get him on as a guest now. I'm gonna go hard. I doubt that you're gonna succeed, but I look, I've been wrong about him before. Sorry, sir. What did you say? I know. Did you not hear me when I said Kath is a fan? Okay. Sure. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Kath when he's had his little resty poos and before he starts working for Lindsay Fox. Do you know what the tragic thing is? I think that Kath has 
yes, I believe you. She's a fan. She's listened to us. But unfortunately, that leads me to the, the conclusion that she will say, Dan, absolutely not. Bullshit. What's he got to lose? So she'll just say, they will talk about penises. <laughs> they mouth off Dan has a about penis. He knows she is a walking Daily Mail article. <laughs> they listen to her. How dare you. And the fact that you would be together with her, my God, they'll be sitting there pens poised. They will get content for two years. It'll be, yeah. Great. It'll be amazing. He'll want some, he'll have some book to sell eventually. He's writing a book. He'll want to whore it. Is he writing a book? I am the pimp. Let's go, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, I'm sure Kat's been really receptive <laughs> to that. <laughs> for that ovation. Speaking of political, I don't even know. I presented it as I, re- I gave Political speech. speeches. Oh, I can't even speak. I gave a speech yesterday, uh, Tuesday. You did. You gave a very eloquent speech. You you had you had one shot. One shot. It was like an M&M situation. It was. Or Hamilton. Yeah. She did not throw away her shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. She did not throw away her shot. <laughs> there was much debate about... The balance oh, what was required. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, everybody's seen it by now. If you haven't, it's on my social media. The Senate inquiry obviously has happened. We all put our submissions in and now they're going through it and they're going to put their recommendations forward on the 18th of October. Mm. I was asked to present in front of the people making the decisions <laughs> and basically say to them, fucking take the recommendations. And in the process of it, we became such cliches of ourselves. Like, to, So to put it mildly, two schools of thought. Wait. I wrote a draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I sent it to you. Yeah, it was great. And your critique was well, the exact words you said. Oh, God. The Game of Thrones reference. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Daenerys. Yeah, she'd gone hard. She said that she'd gone hard. She had gone hard. Mm. Like, and yeah, basically it was a bit of a tussle of like, is the right way, is it? Is it good to burn everything to the ground or should you be endearing and try and, and yeah, won't surprise you to hear who was in what camp. <laughs> but as always with us, we had back and forth. Yeah, we I, did. I sent through some edits and some ideas. Yeah, and I she took them back. on board. I did oh, you push did, back. You did? You I did? No, back. you took, you, no, you got, and in the end, I would argue that it was the perfect blend of Fire and Ice. Yeah, it was Fire and Ice. I said it's Mother of Dragons and Father of Fairness have come together. Yeah. To and that give is us to you, the senators, this presentation. <laughs> because when I, I did, when I wrote the first draft, I just spewed it out. And you know, the scary thing is, I sent it to you and Jim Miller, who are my moral compasses in these situations. Mm. And Jam, unbeknownst to me, had her emails off because she's been away. So I got no response. Uh. And I'm like, oh, it's a green light. But I should know. <laughs> But then Jamila got wind of the draft finally and she was like messaging me going, we need to talk, we need to talk. And I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. She's like, no, I just think we need to talk. I did not know this. You did not declare this to me. Yeah. So Jamila also had Mother a, of fairness. Mother of fairness. Yeah, of course. And, but also mother of has worked in the yeah. with Kevin Rudd and within yeah. the political system and understands how these things are a dance. Yeah. Whereas I wanted to go in and just like body slam on. I was Britney with knives on the stripper pole, basically. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen that latest video. Britney has two large kitchen knives. She's in underwear on a stripper pole just throwing them around. It's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> and so... You and Jamil are both like, oh, I don't know. And, and I did drop a few bombs and people are wanting to know what my original speech had in it oh, yeah. that got removed. Uh, no, I mean, I don't think it, it got condensed. You had, you, you, you did call them ableist 
sort of, it built to two crescendos where you said that. That's what I thought. Like she said, that is ableist. And then we went on another track and it came back to, which is ableist. And also I suggested they may only need seven nuclear submarines. Oh, that's right. That was the favourite. That got taken out. Yeah, look. Yeah. Did Jamila concur that that yeah. may be? Yeah, look. She basically, <laughs> when it came time to... What she's essentially pitching for is massive investment. When it came time to address the economic ramifications, it's a bit like, I mean, I don't know where you motherfuckers would get the money from. I don't know, the 800 nuclear subs that you don't even need. Maybe you could sling a bit of that to mental health. That, I am exaggerating, but not as much as you would think. It was pretty much that. I was like, I know where you can get 8.5 bill. That'll cover some stuff. We don't need yeah. as many nuclear submarines. I don't know, just off the top of my head. Mm. Yeah, I went pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> and I met that with a look. You can say that, but I don't think that's how budgeting works. <laughs> and also, I think that money's committed, mm. and I think that might make it look like you don't really know or respect the process of government budgeting. It's also true. Mm. That's a fair assumption. Mm. Not even assumption. What you've just said, sir, is fact. Mm-hmm. So no, I I'm glad that I was I was happy to see that go. Yeah, it did go. And I got there and it was full of amazing neurodivergent people who'd come to watch. And so while I was speaking, there was a lot of movement going on in the back. People were coming and going. I met Senator Jordan Steele, John's mother, who is an incredible human. Mm. But in constant motion. Like she was the most distracting person in the room. And Jordan kept looking around and he, he, his mum just kept getting up and leaving because she was having a personal summer. She was very hot. Oh, my gosh. You must have connected with her. One of the senators on the panel, mm. I didn't feel I had her. And then I made the joke about the, the patches, the estrogen mm. patches being in shortage. And I just saw her head shoot up. That was new. We locked mm. and she was in from mm, that moment mm, on. I won mm, her over. Mm. So I think... Look, there was an, um, Matilda Bosley presented as well, incredible author and journalist, and there was a bunch of other people there from the general public giving their lived experience. Before I got there, and I'm glad I missed it, they had the Council of Critical Psychology something or others who are basically conspiracy theorists mm. who got up in front of a bunch of people who have ADHD and that panel and said they think that an ADHD diagnosis for kids and adults is disempowering. Oh. And Jordan's like, I'm actually really glad you weren't here. Uh, <laughs> could you oh, I would have become Al Woods. I object. I object. I would have gone ham. And it they brought it up. Physical. They brought it up on the panel. Mm. One of them said, and I saw Jordan like, tense for my response because yeah, there was a Q&A after. I would have tell you what I would have clenched. And one of the senators said, we actually had the members for critical psychology, whatever they're called, and, and Jordan just looks at me and then before she, I said, oh, wait, I can't, I can't wait to hear what their input was. And yeah. everyone's like, and this is on the record. I'm like, I don't care, go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but their input was that it was disempowering and then Matilda and I just shot that down. Yeah, yeah. But it was... Yeah. It, it was it was a big day. I'm, it's going to take me a little while to recover from it all. I'm getting lots and lots and lots and lots of messages and I probably won't get back to everyone because people, after I do these things, I then get a lot of messages and mail around people's trauma mm. and I can't help but take it on board. And mm. I've always said I don't want to be an advocate because I, I can't, I'm not, I don't have the bandwidth or the space to hold everybody's pain and trauma because there's so much around this topic. Mm. We all have so much. Mm. Um, so if I don't get back to you, I don't acknowledge you. I just, I don't, I don't have the space for mm. it. But mm. I will, I see you and, and I'll do all that I can. And October 18th, gang, I mean, that's the red letter day. Mm. How many, if any, of the recommendations will be funded? Mm. Don't worry, I'll be covering it. <laughs> yeah. In a very measured and responsible 
Capacity. If it goes your way. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. It's Emsolation Extra. Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. Enjoy our deep dive into the newsreader season two with show writer, creator, EP and runner. Michael Lucas. Speaking of Lindsay and uh, William McInnes, this one's from Jodes. Did you write Little Chuck is Fucked or did William McInnes improvise? So good, five stars. Oh, so there was a line, Little Chuck is Fucked, but the idea to turn it into a song was William. Ah! And I loved it so much. And he he said it to me on the day and he was a bit nervous about it, uncharacteristically, I feel, for him. I mean, William obviously is, you know, he's sensitive like anyone and when he presents an idea, he doesn't assume it's going to be a winner. And he was like, he was doing all these, like, disclaimers, like, just tell me if this is fucked, if this is stupid, this is... And then he sort of quietly said, I thought I could do a little song and dance. (laughs) And as if I am ever going to say no to that, I said, just absolutely go for it. Tell Emma she will love it. And I watched him as he went over and told... Emma and I saw her face light up <laughs> and then he just went for it and I'm so glad he did. I mean, it's so funny. Little Chuck, little Chuck, little Chuck is fucked. Little Chuck, little Chuck, little Chuck is fucked. Little Chuck, little Chuck, little Chuck is fucked. He's fucked. He's fucked, fucked, fucked. He's an amazing performer and that was one of the highlights. Oh, it was absolutely incredible. For all of that and so much more, subscribe now at msolation.supercast.com. It's Emsolation Extra. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Hey, before you go, I want to bring up the fact that M. Salation Live in Sydney is mm. now on sale. And more theatre, December 3. We love all New South Wales M. Salators to come or fly in from wherever you want. And we want to remind you that you can come on your own because yes. that's the most beautiful thing. People making friends. Because when you think about it, you do listen to podcasts on your own, right? You do, yeah. So, who are you going to bring? You need you need someone else in your family and then you're going to people saying, hey, do you want to come to a podcast thing? I'm just like, what? No, totally. I get it. It's hard so. Yeah. And there's already a meetup organised by some Sydney Emsolators at a pub nearby. Delightful. In Newtown. I love it. Now, you're aware of one of the guests that we've lined up. Yes, the quote-unquote surprise guests. Yep, yep, yep. But and there'll be more, will there? Uh, yeah. I mean, depending who's available. Yep. But I think the one we've lined up is pretty... Ticks quite a few boxes. People are going to be pretty happy. I think so. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be demanding that this person wear one particular well-known outfit. And I hope... <laughs> oh, that's such a tease. <laughs> you know the outfit I want this person I know, to wear. yeah. Do you... Oh, no, that's giving too much away. Yeah, no. Okay, so that's happening. <laughs> Exciting guest. Vincey's going to be there. Michael and I are going to be there. More Theatre, December 3. All the info you need is on our Instagram but um, I just wanted to, like, do a hard launch, if you will. Oh, Taylor style. Because we haven't. <sighs> Good for her. <laughs> so happy for her. Like, honestly, I just imagine Imagine if they get married and have children. Oh, oh it's too much. Oh, my God. It's too much. I can't wait. The content, the hyperfixation. <sighs> All right. Okay. Imagine the albums. <laughs> I can't wait. She can expand her fan base even more now. I mean, it's already it's perfect. every white person on the planet. But How it's can like, it get any bigger? Who doesn't she have? Heterosexual men. Footballer. Oh, Tick. She is a genius. Who's left? Nobody. That's it now. Well. Wow. Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> have a good day. Have a good day. Bye.
This is Emsolation. All right, gang. Well, another week down. Hello to the Swifties. We know Emsolators. We know there's a lot of Swifties amongst you, put it that way. Because on Spotify, when you look at the music that people who listen to Emsolation are playing, Taylor Swift is number one. <laughs> we love it. We see you. We respect it. Don't forget, come and see us live. Oh, you're going to be so sick of me saying this. Nah, let's be real. I'll probably forget until December and then panic because we haven't sold all the tickets. Ben has got the link in our bio on Instagram. I want to remind you to check out Instagram. All our videos sit on the grid. The stories get so much love. But if you're ever wondering, oh, I wonder what Em looked like when she said that or what was Michael? Which ridiculous novelty T-shirt was Michael wearing this week? You can see all of that on the grid. Go check it out. Extra will be out, as always, tomorrow if you're listening on Thursday. Hey, while I'm here whoring things out, why not subscribe to Emsolation Extra? It's the best 10 bucks a month or 90 bucks for an entire year you'll ever spend. Yeah, it is. All right, that's quite enough from me. Have a wonderful weekend or week ahead, depending on when you're listening. And we'll chat soon. Bye. I was diagnosed with ADHD two years ago at the age of 42. For me, as with so many late diagnosed adults, the news came with enormous grief. As I realised that a lot of the negative things I'd come to believe about myself, attributes I'd developed great shame around, weren't actually my fault. Going back over my school reports, all of them contained the four horsemen of the undiagnosed ADHD apocalypse. Needs to focus more, needs to be more organised, not reaching her potential, needs to try harder. Some experts believe that by the age of 10, Kids with ADHD will have absorbed around 20,000 more negative messages about themselves than neurotypical kids. So you can imagine how that shapes their mental health leading into adulthood. Today, you asked me to come here and present my lived experience as someone with ADHD living in Australia in three to five minutes. In all honesty, I'm tired of having to explain my ADHD in a user-friendly way to neurotypical people in the hopes that they'll show some basic human compassion. And three to five minutes isn't enough time to possibly explain the complex ways in which ADHD has affected my life. The reason I did come here today though is because I wanted to say the following directly to the committee. The ADHD community did the hard thing. You asked a lot of us to overcome our disability to submit our entries to the ADHD Senate inquiry. And trust me, this was hard. Asking people who are naturally low on dopamine with executive function issues to fill in a multi-stage website, follow complex audit instructions and condense what it's like being an ADHDer to a few paragraphs is to put it very mildly, not the best way to gather information from us. In fact, it's ableist. And in the future, if you want information, I urge you to consult more with people from the community, our community, on ways to build a better process. Plus, the data collection would be a lot more entertaining for all of you. I'm not great at filling out forms, but if you'd ask for an unbroken first-person spoken narrative performed in a stunning four-length sequin gown, complete with a 30-piece orchestra and backing dancers, I would have been Seth. <laughs> what was helpful, though, was the hard deadline. Although perhaps you should have warned your tech department, because as predicted by many of us, your website crashed on the due day of submissions. Why? ADHD. <laughs> now you have the recommendations and you have the power to enact actions that align with what we, the people your decisions affect, have told you we desperately need. The ADHD community is asking for you to do the hard thing now 
to appropriately fund the recommendations. And I know that these measures won't be cheap. But what I would say is that the current situation we're in, inadequate access to diagnosis, very expensive and hard to access treatment, and a lack of support and the infrastructure to provide the support in schools and workplaces, is impossible to even begin to calculate what that is costing us currently. But we'll never know how many undiagnosed people with ADHD have and will continue to slip through the cracks. Now that I have access to diagnosis and treatment, not only am I able to understand myself better, I contribute to society more. I'm here before you today. Undiagnosed, untreated and would not have been able to do this. My work and home life have been transformed and my mental health is pretty good considering I'm also a 44-year-old perimenopausal mother of three currently experiencing a shortage of her oestrogen patches and her ADHD medication. There's no Vyvanse, there's no oestrogen patches. I don't know if you can help out with that, gang. You're pretty powerful. Put a word in. You know what? There isn't a shortage of Viagra. What a shocker. Sorry, side, side quest. ADHD. <laughs> People with ADHD can be pretty damn impressive. Our paths and navigation systems are different, but no less valuable. You all have the power to unlock that potential. But beyond that, you have the power to provide a framework that will ensure millions of neurodivergent Australians can have safer, more fulfilling, more successful lives. Like what you heard and want more? m is a totally independent, neurodivergent, female-led podcast, which you can help support by subscribing to m Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday. Question time with Em and Michael. Pre-show meetings. Videos of the podcast recording. Pre-sale access to live events and discount merch. A weekly newsletter and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at msolation.supercast.com or get the link via msolation socials. Msolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. Socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley and Marcella Rossiano-Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. With videos by James Henderson. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. And join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Bye.